This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's a big day. The Pope just arrived in uh, D.C. Well, I guess he, he's just yeah. showing up at the White House, meeting with the president. Yeah, uh, a little while ago, got yeah. Some kind of welcome ceremony going on. Uh, Yay! I, it really does seem like Obama loves this Pope. Th- that loves that feels genuine. I don't know if it felt That's as still. genuine as I was going for. I'm, uh, no, that, Yay! That felt, that felt really genuine. Okay, good. I, I got the sincerity. I was concerned for a second there. I, I, it's probably a mutual admiration thing since they both don't like capitalism. So uh, they don't like the wealthy. Um, they both uh, enjoy the climate change situation. and so, They both like to force people of the Catholic faith to, faith to pay for contraception. They're both on that bandwagon together. I don't think and they I'm sure both are be, on that bandwagon. That's They're both the very pro-choice, and they both want babies to no. be dead as possible. And I that's don't another. Think that's the case either. Uh, nor do I believe the Pope is okay with same-sex marriage. So there's a few areas of differences, but. On the economic front, mm. they're pretty simpatico. Which ones do you think they'll talk about? Do you think they'll talk about global warming and how rich people are evil? Or will they talk about um, how the presence of the United States' uh, signature uh, legislation as his time uh, in office was to force people of the Catholic faith to pay for contraception against their uh, religious I'm guessing values. that doesn't come up. It doesn't even come up. It doesn't come up. It's his signature legislation. Yeah, I don't think it'll come up. <clears throat> It'd be, you know, I wonder why. be interesting. be interesting to see. It'd be yeah. an interesting conversation. Yeah, it would. I mean, certainly bringing him in and saying, oh, yeah, we, we don't like smokestacks isn't quite as interesting as that one. <laughs> no. No? no. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Weird. I know. Weird how that happens. 
Also, uh, Iran is promising to violate the nuclear deal. Um, multiple senior Iranian officials have vowed in recent weeks to violate the recently inked accord that aims to constrain Iran's contested nuclear enrichment program. Uh, some of the leaders, including Rouhani, who's the president, and Foreign Minister Zarif, have said that the country has no intention of abiding by a U.N. security resolution that encompasses the deal and other restrictions. Uh, these officials said that Iran's views on the recent nuclear deal secured in Vienna uh, 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 <laughs> turned to Imus all of a sudden? <laughs> Alright, Kiki Friedman will be coming up. Doris Kearns, good one. Doris Kearns, good one. We'll on the Ibis in the Morning program. I didn't want to read all this nonsense. You just actually just turned it I just got bored with it. In the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, does anyone believe, honestly? I don't even think the White House actually believes uh, that Iran is going to honor this deal. No way. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where Jimmy Carter won a Nobel Peace Prize for mm -hmm. peace in the Middle East. Did that work out? No, but he's still <laughs> seen and praised for that agreement. Yeah. Uh, when you're a Democrat, you're actually able to take um, credit for an agreement that doesn't lead to anything. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of talked about this before. It's like you sign a big free agent in football. He never comes to play for your team, and you still say, yeah, but my, I, <laughs> I signed him. Well, who cares if you sign him if he didn't come to your team and play well? Um, you know, mm -hmm. I, it, it's like um, the Philadelphia Eagles taking credit for Byron Maxwell, who they signed for $63 million and is the 97th of 99 rated quarterbacks in the NFL right now. It's a little bit of a side issue. So, I mean, he's not the worst. Which is, by the way, just a flaw in the rankings. <laughs> if, if Byron Maxwell is not 99th on that list... There is, it is a completely flawed system that they should tear down and rebuild. <laughs> a, this, again, that's a little bit of a side issue. Mm -hmm. But when you're giving up a perfect passer rating <laughs> as a 60, perfect Pat, mm -hmm. as a $63 million free agent, I think you're in 99th place. <laughs> it's per, he's giving up a perfect passer rating. How can he be low? How can he be 97th? I got to tell you, this is like, Iran deal. <laughs> I will say, I care a lot more about Byron Maxwell than I do about this stupid Iran deal right now. It's very difficult to get myself motivated. Because how many times have we seen this, Pat? It doesn't, it doesn't seem like the truth actually matters anymore. Nope. Uh, it doesn't feel like when you, you make points that say, hey, this, this is a problem with this deal, this, 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 and this. And then uh, people just pretty much ignore it, go on with their lives, you know, mm -hmm. watch the magical TV box. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I'm going to do now. All right. I mean, okay. is that okay? Seems fine to me. Okay. Pat's, Pat's okay with I'm that. on board with that. Uh, meanwhile, the AP has updated their style book with guidance on what to call individuals who don't accept climate science. Uh, the Associated <laughs> right Press. right there it shows it's biased. <clears throat> yeah. That's not what, I, don't, I accept climate science. Right. I don't agree right. with how you want to deal with it. I don't agree with, uh, you know, uh, the most catastrophic parts you know, obviously people have different opinions. A lot of people are super catastrophic on it. But the people that we talk about all the time are scientists doing climate science. Mm -hmm. So I think we're accepting climate science. It has nothing to do with that. It's so, what you, how you address those concerns. It's a terrific spin. Mm. Uh, they announced an update to its revered 
It's a revered style book, providing writers with guidance on uh, what term to use when referring to individuals who have doubts, blah, blah, blah. In a blog post, uh, Vice President and Director of Media Relations Paul Colford said the news agency had reviewed our entry on global warming as part of its uh, efforts to update usage and accuracy. We're adding a brief description of those who don't accept climate science or dispute the world is warming for man-made forces. Our guidance is to use climate change doubters or those who reject mainstream climate science to avoid the use of skeptics or deniers. Uh, it's actually maybe a little bit better. Yeah, right? I mean, I think it seems like they're eliminating... So they're soft, softening a little bit there. They're eliminating the one <laughs> side, I would say, is the... The positive way of looking at someone who doesn't agree with climate change science mm-hmm. and the other one, which is the derogatory term. So d- deniers to me is you're basically trying to tie them to denying the Holocaust. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. Skeptics, however, I think is the better way to say it, where you're just mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, you know what? I see what you're saying there, but I'm a little skeptical of uh, your assumptions. So they're getting rid of kind of like the good one and the bad one and kind of going in the middle, which I guess is what you're supposed to do when you're uh, a media organization. I, I, can't, I, I don't have a huge problem with I guess. this. Uh, he justified the change, contending some scientists have complained skeptics of man-made global warming aren't, aren't skeptics because proper, proper skepticism promotes scientific inquiry. Oh, jeez, man. So they are doing it for yeah. other reasons. Yep. Critical investigation and the use of reasoning in examining controversy. Well, we reason this out and use the evidence in front of us and that we see every day and that we talk about all the time. They're not doing that. <laughs> this is awesome. So this is what apparently we're not doing. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is what mm-hmm. we're not doing. We are not um, promoting scientific inquiry. I am very happy to promote scientific in- inquiry. I would yeah. actually like more of it to occur in a skeptical fashion, maybe looking at things that are assumed and maybe should be questioned. Um, then we are also against critical investigation. No. No, not at all. Want critical investigation. In fact, the entire thing I want. Um, And we are against, quote, the use of reason in examining controversial and extraordinary claims. I I really want reason to be the thing that they use. That would would be be awesome. Not emotion. They don't at all. I mean, come on. When you have people coming out and saying everyone in the world is going to basically drown to death, or die because of climate change. Who's using emotion? It's not us. Well, we're the ones saying, hey, you know what? Let's back off of these claims where we're talking about um, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, M- Miami and New York and all these cities underwater at any moment. That is to elicit fear and emotion. That is not us. That's not what we're doing. We're the ones trying to knock that down a little bit. Yeah, it, it, we're saying, hey, um, you know, the polar ice cap didn't melt. Yeah, you said it, it was, was going to. You said it was going to. And it didn't. didn't. Didn't melt. So who was doing scientific inquiry there? <laughs> who was actually critically looking at the data? Who? It wasn't them. Hey, you said it was going to continue to warm, and in fact, at a faster rate, and it hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't. Those aren't. So... Those, those aren't. I don't need a crystal, crit, critical investigation to tell you that. I, I mean, it's they just ignore, the numbers. They ignore all reason. Which, by the way, they've used their critical investigation to fudge over and over again to make it look like it's warming faster than it actually is. And that's not, you know, that's them adjusting their data. You could sit here and say, well, you know what, I like the way they adjust their data. Screw you, give us the data. Let, let us adjust it. Let other mm-hmm. people adjust it. Put out the real data mm-hmm. and then... And leave it. And then leave it the way it is. Stop adjusting it. 
I'm sorry, I don't give you... Like, unless you have some monolithic um, sort of respect, uh, blind respect for authority figures, how can you sit back and say, you know what, I gotta say... Yes, the temperature gauges are telling them A, B, and C, but I'm glad they adjusted to D, E, and F. I, I'm sorry. Like, I understand sense. that there are some reasons why you think you might need to adjust it, but that, that can be something that you can put in uh, you know, afterwards. You need to be able to be... The, the, the readings are the readings. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, you can say, well, this is what, why we think we need to adjust it, but the readings are the readings, and they've been manipulating those for a really long time, yeah. including going back decades uh, and uh, adjusting those... Not because you'd say, okay, well, wait a minute. What are they going to do? They're just going to come out and take the more these really recent readings and and make them warmer. Well, no, that's a little bit more obvious. What they do is they go back and go to the old ones and make them colder. You know what? Back in 1970, it was colder than we realized until today. (laughs) What the hell? Come on! I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You had the damn readings Mm -hmm. to go back and try to do that now is absurd. Obviously, to any thinking person. But they keep doing it because it makes it look like the charts go up a lot faster. They're clearly manipulating this data. And it's not, it's not okay. It really is not okay. It's not. And they've been caught doing it over and over and over again. And then there was the, uh, you know, the emailing thing, the, uh, what do we call that, the climate gate climate situation, gate, yeah. where they got, there was no repercussions of that. That should have ended the whole debate right there. We, we should have seen how fraudulent this whole movement is then. And they said they were adjusting the temperatures in there. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. were pretty clear about that. Well, James Hansen used September's readings for October a few years ago. And called it the hottest October of all time. And then they said, well, wait, those numbers match up exactly with last month's numbers. Oh, yeah, I use September's. Never mind. <laughs> but trust us <laughs> but on trust all us. your trillions of dollars in spending. Yeah, because I'm, I'm accurate every other time. Every other Except time. Except for no time. No, no, none of those times. None of the times. None no. of the times. No, but. Uh, and I'm also, I've never really explained how in 1970 I thought it was an ice age coming, and now I think the earth is going to uh, burst into flame. I, I mean, it's unbelievable what we are expected to believe, and yet we're the ones who uh, don't have critical reasoning. Okay. All righty. I mean, James Hansen is essentially the Byron Maxwell of climate change uh, scientists. And we're going to sit here and trust the guy? No. I've learned this lesson after two NFL weeks. And again, Byron Maxwell is... He's the $63 million free agent cornerback right. the Eagles signed. And okay. then he can't guard anybody. All right. Mm-hmm. Where'd he come from? Uh, Seattle. Uh, obviously, the Seattle Seahawks. That Byron Maxwell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he just he played a little better, a little better last year. Yeah, he did. And played you know, a little better. It's funny. The guy that used to play and uh, for the Eagles, who looked bad last year, well, he looked okay last year. Uh, Kerry Williams is now on Seattle, and he's doing a lot better than Byron Maxwell. <laughs> Although Seattle's owned too. They did not spend mm-hmm. spend sixty three million dollars on him either. Just thought I'd point that out. How much? A lot less. Less. <laughs> like okay. four. That's less. That's it's considerably <laughs> less. Just like the temperatures compared to what they said they were going to be. We should adjust them. We should that? adjust you them. That, then. You see that tie in there? Let's adjust them. Yeah, you got to adjust them up. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Well, as Stu has kind of pointed out, it's September, and of course that means football. Yes, I used to get excited about that, Pat. Yeah, I know, and there was you don't a time. seem to be as excited with the Eagles <laughs> when does it going start? through this year. When is the, when it the Eagles started a couple start? of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sadly it did. <laughs> mm. 
Um, but uh, you can still eat food while you watch the Eagles. That does That's make it better, I will say that. Right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, of course, now we have these grates that are so heavy I can't even get them out of the box. Hang on a second. Okay. There we go. One of these bad boys right here. Man grate. Cast iron grill grates. Uh, these are perfect for your barbecue. You just place them on there. There's nothing to assemble. You just place them on your grill. Turns your grill into a steakhouse quality appliance. I mean, immediately. Uh, the, uh, they've got these uh, uh, grooves in them where the oil and the fat drips off, and then it just locks in all the juices of the meat. Oh, man. Oh, cooks it evenly so you don't have part of it that's, that's medium rare and part of it that's well done. I hate that. That drives me out of my mind. This does the job so great. Have you noticed uh, since we've been doing these man great commercials, um, we've both been gaining weight? Fatter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's because the food is so freaking good, and I yes. keep eating too much of it. So that is the one issue I would say with mangrates is I keep eating too much of the mm -hmm. food because it tastes too good. And that's really more my problem. I'm going to go out and say it's more my problem than theirs. I would uh, say that's true. It, it cooks the food better than any grill you've ever had. It's because you've never bought a $10,000 uh, restaurant-quality grill. Nobody does. That's, mm. that's why re restaurants buy those, because they're making food at a higher rate. This way, you can have uh, the same grill grades, the same cast-iron quality, the same cooking ability, the even temperature throughout the entire grill. Yeah. You can get it for much, much less. Oh, and in fact, right now, they're offering a 30% discount off that price mm. when you use the promo code BLAZE at checkout. So it's, it's just really awesome. Go to mangrate.com slash blaze and get your 30% off deal off your entire order at mangrate.com slash blaze. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break, and at the worst possible time. Call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Triple eight seven two seven back. Patton Stewart just. Oh well, there's a problem That's right there. That's our new intro music uh, we're featuring now. Uh, saying Pat's laptop mm -hmm. when it just auto plays ads. Uh, That's, That's great. our new. That's fun. Oh, that was pretty fun. good. I like that. I thought we nailed it that time. I, I, that, that is a great trend. I, I don't oh, know why that's allowed. It's such a helpful feature. <laughs> it's really you know? Especially when you're doing a national radio or television program. Right. For it to just start like that. I will say, great. though, even if you're an accountant or you are a garbage man, uh -huh. is there anyone in America who wants random audio to just start playing on their computer out of nowhere? I gotta say, no. 
I can't think of anybody who would ever want that other than people who are advertisers who think it helps, and mm -hmm. I can't imagine it actually does. If I see an ad where that plays, I immediately exit out and never buy the product. Yeah, me That's too. Just, just auto. Me too. That's not going to happen. Pisses me off. And by the way, every site does it, and I hate it from yeah. every site. So yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, we were just talking <laughs> off the air about uh, this 20-week uh, abortion ban. You know, the uh, Senate blocked it. The Senate blocked the uh, bill. And... and uh, I'm trying to think of a reason why you would think it's okay uh, to kill a baby at 20 weeks. It's got hair on its head, starting to develop hair mm -hmm. at that point. Still cool? I mean, we're still cool mm -hmm. with that. So make sure you understand. What do you have to? What do you have to believe in order to say, nah, 20 weeks? No. Because mm -hmm. like, you have to believe. I, there's that argument, and, and I'm like, I am obviously very pro-life. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's an argument to be made. And people make it all the time that you do something uh, that you you regret. Okay, mm -hmm. you go to a party, you maybe drink a little bit too much, you hook up with somebody that you don't want to be the father of your child, and you say, you know what, I, I shouldn't have done that. I don't want to be pregnant. Forget it. Okay. I, now look, when you're talking about a life, I have a huge problem with this. But let's just say. You've kind of bought into the mainstream debate on this, and you're kind of just like, you know what, whatever, it's just, a, it's a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just go there for just a moment. I know we don't live in that world, Pat, but let's just go there for just a moment. Mm -hmm. If you want to say that it's just a choice, and there's nothing affected here, then why, then I can understand, let's say, uh, the, the morning after pill, Okay. You've done something, you're not sure, you, you crap, you screwed up, you go to the physician or whatever, you take the morning after pill, gets rid of it. I, I still don't like it, obviously. But like, okay, that, that addresses the issue we're talking about, right? Like there's a way to address it at two days. Mm -hmm. Now let's just say, you know, your CVS uh, frequent buyer card uh, you lost it off your keychain, and you want to make sure you get credit for those points. So you don't want to buy the morning after pill the next day, and you want to wait a week or two. Maybe you're going to wait a month because, uh, you know, look, you didn't get the test in. You don't even know you're pregnant. You're just hoping you're not. And then you are, and you're pregnant. And that's, uh, wow, I, I didn't want to be punished with a baby, but I am. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I'm going to go get uh, an abortion, and it's... Eight weeks later. Okay, again, I'm not going there myself, but if you're in that mindset, all right, fine. That's not even half the length that they're allowing. Right. They're allowing 20 weeks with right. this bill. Yeah. What, at what, what is the possible reason outside of the things addressed in the bill, like life of the mother? That's five Months, yeah, or rape or incest, which are both addressed in the bill. Five months old, right? So why would you need it at twenty-one weeks? By the way, it, between twenty and twenty-four is pretty much. I think it's twenty to twenty-six weeks, or where most a lot of the at places 20, are banned. Be anyway. Right, but I'm saying at twenty-six weeks, most places already ban it. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, right. So. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Why? It's 23, isn't it? Is it 23? I think it varies from state to state. Okay. But, but it's usually between 20 and 26 weeks. And it's like, well, why? You know, you have. You, this is not. You have time. You have plenty of time to make this decision. You're going to mm -hmm. find out you're pregnant. You're going to make the, You're going to make this decision. Now, look. Is there one case out of a hundred thousand that maybe 
you know, there's an exception to this rule that might not be covered. It's possible. But, I mean, in reality, this is going to do nothing but make people say, okay, look, if we have this debate in our society for some God only knows reason that we can't figure mm-hmm. out whether it's going to be a radish or a baby. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a radish and sometimes it's a baby, so I guess you could abort the radishes. Uh, but you we, have to. Radishes are not good. They're not, they're not tasty not, at all. Not. I, I'm radishes, not a fan. rutabagas, any yeah. of that stuff. Not and turnips. I don't want a radish growing in my body. Not I don't want good. that. No, and no. look, you should have a right to get rid of the, the radish. Yes. I think we all understand that. Yes. But the idea that you can't do that in 19 weeks... <laughs> Is, and you can come, tell, let's be honest. This is not an honest debate at all. You, you can tell with an uh, with a with an ultrasound uh, whether the the baby is a baby or a radish. You can tell that not by tw- twenty weeks. Yeah, by twenty weeks. Because wow. you look in there and you see an actual baby, a human being, or you see the radish growing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think, oh, it's a radish. Take it out. And in that case, you're right. I, I can understand it. Go ahead, but. Uh, who was it? it? Was Gossel the uh, the abortionist? Gosnell. Gosnell. Gosnell, yeah. Gosnell who is uh, in prison right now uh, and will be for the rest of his by the way nasty why? life. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't should know. he be. I mean, it, it, he did a bunch of abortions at twenty five weeks. Should he be in prison? Yeah. I mean, he did some other stuff too, and he was not a good doctor. But certainly, a lot of the stuff that they got him on were doing abortions past a, a deadline that I, yep. I would say that Debbie Wasserman Schultz would think was wrong. Yep. I mean, and she wants it, her, Nancy Pelosi, they want Hillary Clinton. They want it up to the last minute. And his particular belief, he says, is that it's not a baby, it's not a human being till it draws breath. Right. That was his latest thing from the documentary that's coming out. He yeah. Was, he was reading the Bible. So. He was reading the Bible. In, in and, and that's where he came up with it because. Oh, very uh, religious guy. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Don't even oh, start. Yeah. Of course yeah. he is. Of course he is. Well, he wanted it, it's especially, especially learning and, and, and sharing the word of God. And, right. Uh, he's right. not a baby until breath. breath. My understanding is Kermit Gosnell is going to go to the Vatican to teach the Pope <laughs> yeah. about life. And so is Kermit the Frog. They're both and, going. They're both going. Yeah, it's Kermit Squared, they're calling it. <laughs> really? The Kermit Squared. Kermit tour. Square wow. and Vatican Square? <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's wow. Good, that's right? a, that's a, it's yeah. like the thrill in Manila. You no, get some marketing going into that one. <laughs> you know, and you brought up the words of our president. I don't want to be punished with a yeah. baby. Okay, I'm going to teach my daughters, and if you remember what, the context of what he said, and he was talking about abortion, I'm going to teach my I'm going to teach my girls, you know, the right principles and uh, morality. But if they make a mistake, I don't want them punished with a baby. Okay, so what an amazing statement that is. No You're going to teach them. Okay, yeah, you shouldn't have premarital sex, but if you do, well, I'll help you get rid of it. It's fine. Okay, we'll just have an abortion. It'll just wipe it there will be no consequences of your actions none whatsoever so what a horrible lesson that is in the first place mm-hmm. that's thing one thing two is punished with a baby how do you say that in the united states of america in 2008 and be elected president of the united states you've just said that a baby it is a punishment and and you uh, and you made it akin to being punished with a sexually transmitted disease because that was his next statement yep. or a sexually transmitted disease and so <laughs> So you've made it akin to uh, getting uh, syphilis, gonorrhea, AIDS, whatever. Mm-hmm. I will say that those are not fun. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of I'm experience just saying and you I, know you very know, well that's I mean, the case. Yeah, yeah. I don't say, but if you get punished with those, it, it it's is not fun. fun. No, it's not fun. Have you ever been punished with a baby? I personally have not. Okay. All right. Well, that's good then. You have multiple children. <laughs> oh, wait. like a hundred oh, wait. of them. They just didn't yeah, grow. Never... In, they didn't grow inside of you. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, they, yeah. Some, so you're else. not actually pregnant, because I was. I was going to ask mm-hmm. you. 
Really? Oh, Mr. Mancrate, uh, we're getting fatter than no, ever. we are. It's so fat. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> no, it's, it's, we're all fat. We've all oh been gosh, fat the whole so time. Oh, my gosh, it's so fat. It's It's part of the charm of the show. Okay? <laughs> but i got to tell you, I, I don't understand how it happened. I, I don't get it. I mean, what does it take for, for uh, a politician to sink his own campaign? For a Republican, okay. it takes far, far, far less than that. Far less than that. Mm. Anything that any of these guys, Aiken or any of those guys said about, wasn't it Aikens mm -hmm. or Aiken? Todd Aiken. Todd Aiken. Anything that he said, you know, innocuously or not thinking very, not thinking it through about rape, about how it doesn't usually pr produce a pregnancy. I mean, that's, that's worse than what Obama said about being punished with a baby? Not, not by a long <laughs> shot. Well, yeah, it's, it's all I mean, about the, the shielding of the media. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean uh, there's a big uh, article this morning on Scott Walker and what happened with his campaign. And they go through all the quote-unquote gaffes that he had. Oh, I'd like to know about those. Yeah, we should go through them at some yeah, point today in the show. I, it's, it's, I can't like, think of a gaffe he had. Yeah, it could get really, I mean, and, in the, and the, the campaign manager's like, you know, we had a debate where Walker was r rated as uh, he didn't do much to help or hurt his campaign. Mm -hmm. Every piece of aftermath, people talking about it, was, this, was that. And then all of a sudden, a few weeks later, it was, he was a disastrous debate. Yeah. And it really wasn't a disaster. No, was Neither not. one of them was not disastrous. I didn't think so. All the times he was on with us, he was fine. I mean, you know, he was pretty good, he was I would say. really good. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a bizarre It's really fascinating to see the details because a lot of the headlines are, you know, spending way too much money on things that they shouldn't have spent money on. And, but the biggest thing really? is the gaffes. It's like, what, what gaffes? Yeah. I never, what's gaffes? Yeah, I will I say that. I can't think of one. It seems like, you know, he, what they did is they, well, we'll get into this a little bit. Yeah. Let's like, let me <laughs> get right. one more thing on the abortion ban before we okay. go. Uh, posted this on Facebook, on my Facebook page. Uh, and it, I went through this one article by Yahoo Health that was talking about the 20-week abortion ban. Now, you think someone whose site's focus is health would probably be for, you know, having children be alive. It seems like that's a pro. But mm -hmm. this is the, this is, I just wrote a, a paragraph by paragraph summary. And you wonder why these things don't actually work. It's because the media is shielding all the time. This, uh, paragraph one, Republicans didn't get the 60 votes they needed to stop abortion after 20 weeks. The bill had, quote, incredibly limited exceptions, end quote. So what, Incredibly, this is a seemingly a news story. I, it, maybe it was a column, but it was not presented as a column. Incredibly limited? Like, wh who's making the judgment that it's incredible that they mm -hmm. only limited this bill? Obviously, the media is making that judgment because they don't want any limitations on it. So to them, it's incredibly limited. But what does that mean, incredibly limited? Par uh, paragraph two. There would be exceptions for rape and incest, but not for abnormalities. So that's the incredible limitation. They didn't ex make an exception for abnormalities in the pregnancy. So if you get if you get if you have DNA evidence from the fetus that there's going to be something like Jeffy, you can't abort it. Oh my gosh! Well, you should be able. Oh to my abort gosh! Jeffy. Wait a second. Oh my gosh! Wait. You should be able to abort your Jeffy. <laughs> I mean, that's only fair. Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, we think you might be having something similar to. I don't know how to put this. A Jeffy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> conversation heard many times. Uh, we'll get to the rest of this article here in a second, and we'll go into the Scott Walker thing as well, and we'll make, we'll, we'll, we'll hope that Jeffy gets aborted.
All right, Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the number. Let's go to this Yahoo Health story because health is important to all of us. Mm -hmm. um, and so you've got uh, Republicans didn't need the sixty votes to stop abortion after twenty weeks. The bill only had incredibly, incredibly limited exceptions. So that's paragraph one. They lead you with that. Paragraph two. Uh, and did you mention? Uh, uh, so just to recap. Uh, rape and incest yeah, were included. Yeah, that's paragraph two. There would be okay. exceptions for rape and incest, but not for abnormalities. So the incredibly limited totally exceptions are, cover both of the two main exceptions that, everybody talks that about. everyone talks about, rape and incest, which sometimes can be controversial, you know, depending on you know, who's talking at the particular moment. You never hear anybody screaming, I'm abortion if there's a birth defect. Right. That's not what they talk about. No, they, they talk, talk about, about rape, rape and, and incest. Right. So they covered both of the two major things in the news, but that's still incredibly uh, limited. Mm. Uh, then you've got um, paragraph three. Sure, they got 54 votes, uh, and more Democrats voted for it, that Republicans voted against it, but a complete failure. Mm -hmm. Paragraph four, getting only 54 votes instead of 60 votes was historic, which essentially a historic defeat for people who want to stop abortion. In reality, it's more of a defeat for babies who would like to be born. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is sort mm -hmm. of, I guess, a side point. But is it a historic defeat to get 54 votes I don't think uh, so. for a, an abortion bill that's supposed to be so controversial? I mean, that's a lot of votes. Mm -hmm. um, now, there's two horrible Republicans, Mark Kirk and Susan Collins, who are worthless. I mean, you might as well not even be Republican. Um, they're completely worthless senators in, on many issues, but this one in particular, who voted the other way. But three Democrats came across the aisle and voted with the Republicans. Who were they? Uh, Manchin was one of them. I thought so. Casey yeah. in Pennsylvania, I think, was one of them. Yeah. And I can't remember the third one. But um, Is it... Uh, um, uh, shoot... It wasn't it's Chuck like, Schumer, I can tell you that. No, no I, I know it's that. It's not Barbara Boxer. Uh, is it? It's. It, ah, I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember who the third one was I, off the top of my head. Jeffy, can you look that up real quick? I, oh, you know, I think it was Indiana, guy from Indiana. Is there an Indiana Democrat? Used to be with Evan Bayh. I don't, I don't know if there still is. Uh, yeah, because the, the guy who beat... Remember, there was a guy uh, who was in that same Todd Aiken sort of area where he had a comment that was... Uh, he was the secretary, I think, of... Meh. I'm really pushing in this deal. Remember, though, there was two controversies in a row. Aiken said his thing about rape, and mm -hmm. then uh, the guy in uh, Indiana said his thing about rape. He was the guy who beat uh, whoever the Republican guy was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then the Democrat wound up winning. Or, I, yeah, whatever. Um, uh, then you got uh, Jeffy's going to look that up. Um, he's typing spoons furiously. They should, they should, yeah, but they should get some credit. Uh, because yes. that's an unusual development for a, for a Democrat to uh, jump across the other side of the aisle and, and vote with the Republican majority. Yeah, now Manchin is that's probably great. the, I mean, again, like Manchin a, does he's that. the most moderate yeah, guy. He's far. from West Virginia. He's about the only moderate Democrat left in the country. Casey is uh, from a famously pro-life Democrat family. Um, his dad oh. was one of the he's one of the names in one of the biggest abortion cases of all time, like the follow up to Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. His dad, uh, Casey, is in the in the in the legislation. Mm. I can't remember the exact name of the case, but um, uh, and then uh, you've got. Uh, OK, so that was a big failure because they only got 54 votes. Um, paragraph five, really, really long, unquestioned quote from a pro-abortion doctor group. Paragraph six, even more of the unquestioned quote from the pro-abortion doctor group. Paragraph seven, really long unquestioned quote from a Democratic senator. I think it was Patty Murray. 
Paragraph 8. More of the unquestioned quote from Patty Murray. Question, uh, paragraph 9. More of the unquestioned <laughs> quote from a Democrat senator. Paragraph 10. The Republicans will probably shut down the government over this issue. Paragraph 11. The Republicans won't even fund abortion. They're a bunch of bastards. They didn't actually use the word bastards, but they might as well have. But, I mean, is there, there's no portion of that article that gave you the other side. No. They gave you the idea that maybe killing children isn't the most desirable policy. It didn't give you any perspective. No quotes from an opponent. Mm. Nothing. Just a bunch of people who super-duper love abortion, and here's all the reasons you should, too. That's an article. So bad. So bad. Have you found out who the Yeah, I'll give you the four. The Democrats are Bob Casey of Pennsylvania, Joe Donnelly of Indiana. Joe Donnelly. Mansion of West Virginia. Okay. Okay. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Let's give some credit where credit is due. Three Democrats who did the right thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And two Republicans should be uh, embarrassed by their actions. Yes. Susan Collins and 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 Kirk. And Kirk Kirk is worthless. They're a waste of skin, both of them. You know, he's one of those guys that came in with the power of the Tea Party because it was, in, it was Illinois, and it was a mm-hmm. good cycle because the Tea Party candidates right. were doing really well, and he somehow squeaked through and won. And, of course, he'll probably lose next time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he's been trying to show how moderate he is in the Senate ever since. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, uh, he's voted the correct way on some things, but, uh, you know, these guys are... Uh, Collins is the same way. It's just worthless. It's, mm-hmm. why, why, why bother? You basically don't have them. Yeah, terrible. Mm. Um, meanwhile... Uh, on this issue, uh, you don't get a lot of support usually from uh, from black athletes, but um, this particular black athlete uh, is throwing his weight behind the movement because somebody asked, as they always do, about Black Lives Matter. Because if you're a black athlete, you must answer, hey, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? Um, so he said, uh, yes, Black Lives Matter. This is Don Carey, defensive back with the Detroit Lions. This also includes those still within the womb. Mm. Good for you, Don. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is really cool. And you know, I had heard this as well, that you know, he was asked this and he had a really good answer to it. But this was an op-ed. He actually wrote a column in a newspaper about this. And extensive comment so great. about this. This is, you know, it's oh, well yeah, thought it's out. Yeah. And it's impressive. I mean, you know, to take the time to do this and to do, uh, to come out on the right side of it like this, uh, it's, it's brave. I mean, it's not easy to be in the NFL and be uh, preaching no. to everybody about abortion. And it's, he also said he was, when he first heard about Black Lives Matter, he was both enamored and repelled by it. And and then he explains that, and that's that's pretty brave, too. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, to take pr- on Black Lives Matter in this environment? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, yeah. it's hard to do. He said, enamored because as an African-American man, I have experienced and seen injustices committed against my people, sometimes due to no fault of their own. Uh, But Kerry said that he was quickly turned off due to the narrow mindset and irony that exists at its roots. That's a smart article. According to a study uh, by the New York Department of Health and Mental Hygiene, more African-American babies were aborted in New York than were born. Something we've talked about several times on the show. Uh, we've also mentioned the fact that 14 million black babies have been aborted since uh, Roe v. Wade in 1973. Mm. 14 million. 14 of the 55 million deaths of babies have been African American. Mm. Uh, and nobody talks about that. I mean, does Al Sharpton talk about that? Jesse Jackson? No. Are any of these civil rights leaders concerned about that in any way? No. Are abortion clinics located in uh, predominantly African American areas? Yes. Yes. 
Uh, and we, was it the plan of Planned Parenthood from yes. the freaking beginning to help, yeah. uh, you know, trim the minority population, to put it very gently? Yes, that was the plan. It was finally mentioned by a black pastor here in Dallas a few weeks ago. He was standing uh, at an abortion clinic, uh, and they were kind of they were protesting. Not kind of, they were protesting abortion, and he said that this clinic is within a mile or something of seven African American churches, the seven largest African American churches in the in DFW. And so they put it right in the heart of the community. Why? So they all have access to those frequent abortions mm. that they want to be safe and legal. And that's not you saying that. That's a black pastor saying it. Yeah. And, that, and that's what's interesting about this story because he calls the, the, the idea that more black babies have been <clears throat> aborted than born, uh, quote, severely repulsive, and says this. We are so focused on the injustices done by a few wayward police officers that we ignore the blatant disregard for life within our own culture. Wow, that's great. Wow. I mean, that's powerful. Jeez. That's powerful. And look, it's right. You know, it's one of those things. When you talk about Al Sharpton, talk about Jesse Jackson. <coughs> There's a, an, a strain of argument when it comes to abortion that says, look, I don't want it to, uh, I don't want anyone to have an abortion, but I just want it. To, it should be legal. It should be their choice. Mm -hmm. If you believe that, then you need to be dedicating your life to try to counsel women to not make that choice, to kind of counsel fathers to not, to, to not uh, go along with that choice or at least, you know, argue against it. If you believe it should be legal but it's wrong, then you need to constantly be fighting. It's the, obviously the most important thing in the world if you believe that. Um, and, and so you're sitting here saying, well, I, I, need to be, I need to counsel these families. Like if you're a black leader, you would be in those uh, churches all the time saying, guys, the worst possible thing you can do is abortion. I want it to be legal mm -hmm. um, because I think it's your choice, but it's the worst possible thing you can do. They don't do that. It's the exact opposite. It's constant encouraging of it. They say, they give it lip service, oh, it's a safe, legal, or, rare, or whatever. But it, in reality, all they do is defend it and, and prop it up, and that only it causes it to happen mm -hmm. more often. Mm -hmm. uh, it really is despicable. It is. With a lot of these people. 888 back. More Pat and Scoot coming. And, you know, when I say despicable, I'm like Jeff despicable. It's like that one. Wow. Uh, that's probably too much. Wow. Can I retract that statement? That was too much. That was too much. But there is I know, but I feel bad about it. Seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, apparently, Jeffy found uh, something of value. Is that possible? I don't think so. Jeffy, did you find something of value? There's no way <laughs> that you, could happen. No, no I don't think so. Way. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, okay. Yeah, this, I'm actually right. really excited but about. Actually, this. I saw the clip for a new movie called The Big Short, mm -hmm. which is coming out at Christmas or something, you know, later on this year. Yep. And That's what is that? It's about the guys who saw the housing crisis fall coming. Yeah. The housing fall come. And based yeah. on a, a, a great book by Michael Lewis, who is one of my favorite authors, and. 
the book is uh, tells that story about a bunch of guys who is the book called The Great Short? The Big Short. Yeah. Big, big Short. short. Uh, because okay. they, it was their big bet. Uh, you know, they shorted the market when nobody yeah, else I would, did. I wondered with the title if it was about uh, yeah, yeah short that's what selling. It's about short selling. They short okay. sell essentially. They short sold the housing market. They believed it yeah. was going to crash, and they were right. And they so made they made billions. a ton. Oh, um, some of these guys made billions. Oh man! But it's how they did it, and how they actually some of them to the point that they actually had to go to banks and tell them to develop a product that would allow them to bet against the housing market because so everyone was so sure it was going to go up that they had to actually create something for them to bet against. Um, it's pretty amazing, and I get, they got some pretty big names. Well, this in is this too. lineup. Brad Pitt, Christian Bale, Karen Gillan, Ryan Gosling, Selena Gomez, Marissa Tomei, Steve Carroll. Wow. Carroll, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh, we got the trailer, I guess. It looked too. really good. The yeah. clip looked really good. Yeah, let's uh, let's watch it. Here's the trailer. Michael, how are you? I found something really interesting. The whole housing market is propped up on these bad loans. They will fail. The housing market is rock solid. It's a time bomb. So Mike Burry, who gets his hair cut at Supercuts and doesn't wear shoes, knows more than Alan Greenspan. Dr. Mike Burry, yes, he does. <laughs> you know what? I'm pissed off. American people are getting screwed by the big banks. And I am getting madder and madder. It's unbelievable. Then this guy walks into my office and says, There's some shady stuff going down. All the banks were having a big old party. A few outsiders saw what no one else could. The whole world economy might collapse. I'm sure the world's banks have more incentives than greed. You're wrong. <laughs> no one's paying attention. The banks got greedy. And we can profit off of their stupidity. You want to bet against the banks? I think we're either high or having a stroke. Kind of brilliant. Fraud has never, ever worked. Eventually, things go south. When the hell did we forget all that? How can the banks let this happen? It's fueled by stupidity. But that's not stupidity, that's fraud. Tell me the difference between stupid and illegal and I'll have my wife's brother arrested. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you have any idea what you just did? You just bet against the American economy. If you're wrong, you can lose it all. The banks have defrauded the American people. Now we can kick them in the teeth. Okay, here we go. You target strippers. It's bad loans. Mm -hmm. No cash rich. Not going to be able to refinance. On all my loans? What do you mean all your loans? I have five houses. And the condo. <laughs> wow, that looks good. That really looks really good, good doesn't it? Again, Dang. Brad Pitt, obviously, he was in Moneyball, too, so he's yeah. back with the same, uh, you know, author. Um, and it's, uh. I mean, it's, in, it's such an incredible story that these guys kind of initially went and tried to warn people and say, you know, this is happening. What like, what's going on? Look what we found. People pretty much ignored him, and they just kind of said, you know what? And this, by the way, uh, a lot of these groups, they weren't working together. They were separate people doing their own thing and just kind of these conclusions well mm. my, i guess we go and we we profit off of it because it's going to happen 
imagine the bravery of basically risking. These guys risked everything they had. Because nobody this. believed them. Nobody believed them. Nobody believed them. It's, it's like when Glenn was saying it. Yeah. You know, a crash is coming. You better get out of the market. All of that stuff. And people thought he was absolutely whacked out of his mind. Same thing was was true with these guys, and uh, but they made it pretty profitable. Yeah, uh, pretty profitable. Pretty amazing. And there's, uh, you know, the, and then the, the, he released mm. a follow up to this uh, book called um, Boomerang, uh, which is another book I've talked mm. about on the air mm-hmm. a bunch of times. And it's it's uh, first of all more of those guys. There's a guy in Dallas who was he left out of this book, but did the same thing on his own. Uh, and the guy you read the description of him, it just sounds like it's Glenn Beck. Like, he, it's just like, he's got gold, he's got guns, right. he's got all the things that they would talk mm. about Glenn Beck. Lives in Dallas, and a billionaire, and the same thing. Figured it out, mm. bet the right way, and is now more of a billionaire. It'd be nice he's to hear the clip anyway. of Glenn on the air during the movie with yeah. them saying, nobody's listening. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. When he's talking to that guy who said the Dow was going immediately to like 20,000, and yeah. went down to six. Oof. <laughs> That's great. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, The inconsistencies and the um, uh, unbelievable lack of common sense of so many of our our politicians and people in power. Uh, Joe Biden, for instance. Isn't Biden Catholic? Biden's Catholic, right? Um, In an interview with Catholic magazine, America, Biden said he personally agrees with the Catholic teaching that life begins at conception and that abortion is always wrong. Yeah, he's not willing to legislate on that belief. That's so weird because, I mean, again, if you believe it, it's a <laughs> life and death issue. If you believe it, it's murder, Joe. Hey, yeah, but I, that's they, like they, saying, they, 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 I believe it's Stu's a fully functioning human being and hasn't done anything wrong, especially to me. And I believe murder is wrong all the time, but I'm not willing to legislate the fact that I can't kill him if I want to. What if I want to make that choice? You can't take that choice structure away from me. You can't. That, that's madness. I mean, it, you're just absolutely you're you're a bad person at that point. What's the right argument here? Because it, it, when you look mm-hmm. at it that way, you take him at his word that he thinks mm-hmm. it's wrong, uh-huh. um, and uh, wa- thinks it's wrong every time, and it is a a, a person. But he doesn't want to tell everyone else that he, I am not going to make up your mind for you by enforcing that with a law. <clears throat> now, certainly, th- if you have that opinion, certainly you want all drugs legalized. Certainly, I mean, we are wiping out 90% of the laws in our society mm-hmm. with that view. Which, honestly, you know, obviously, in most of those cases, I'm going to probably lean to the side of uh, liking that viewpoint. Less laws, I'm, I'm with that. But not what Biden believes at all. He wants to, he wants to freaking force people to provide contraception. Right. I mean, this is a guy who wants his... his his arms and tentacles in every single aspect of your life, except this one, for some reason. It's really something. Which is really weird. But, like, let's say, take it out of that for a second and talk about what's the equivalent situation. 
let me give you Nambla for an example. Now, I personally That's think the man boy National uh, North American Man Boy Love Association, and it really exists. It really exists. You know, when I first started hearing about that on the show before I was part of the show, uh, I thought you guys made that up. Oh, really? Yeah, I really did. I oh, thought wow. I thought you made it up. And uh, I couldn't believe. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. No. It was a real thing. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that's, it, it's it. a real thing. Yeah. Nambla, and it's a real organization. Obviously, the, the, the people, the amount of people in it, not necessarily super duper high, uh, but there are people who believe that. Look, we should be. Uh, they they <coughs> believe. I'm not going to say this without saying they. They believe mm-hmm. that they should be able to uh, have sex with uh, boys uh, and. It's perfectly okay. That doesn't, you know, to their way of telling it, that they're not um, abusing the boys. They, that they only do it when it's consensual. 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 Why can't I say that word? Consensual. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm drunk. I don't understand. <laughs> I think you just had a brain in your. That was like really like that was yeah, really was weird. weird. Yeah. Um, consensual. Uh, and uh, so their argument is that that is what it should be. It should mm-hmm. be you know something that's allowed. And you might not agree with their choices right. you, but but you're not going to let don't legislate against uh their values isn't that and the same love. sort of thing like wouldn't joe biden say you know what i think pedophilia is wrong of course but i'm not going to step in and have the, that legislated i'm just going to say hey i think it's wrong and maybe occasionally discourage it if i have the opportunity yeah I and mean, that is you know that is like it's the same it, thing really there i mean the, the, it, the victim is slightly older and it's, you know, in the Nambla case, you're not killing the person. Yeah, they're right. It's not as bad. So I think you would say it's, it's not, not as bad. As bad. It's worse when you believe it's life and you're taking the life. How do you possibly justify murder? Right, I again, don't understand From it. his perspective, he's saying, he's saying it's it. life let's, and they're taking life. Let's listen. Maybe there's a subtle nuance to it, uh, but here's, here he is saying it. I'm prepared to accept a fide doctrine on a whole range of issues as a Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, as you know, uh, Aquinas argued about, in Summa Theologic, about human life and being when it occurs, I'm prepared to accept as a matter of faith, my wife and I, my family, the issue of of, of abortion. What I'm not prepared to do is impose Mm -hmm. a rigid view, precise view, rigid sounds, uh, pejorative, a precise view that is born out of my faith on other people who are equally God-fearing, equally as committed to life, equally as no, committed not. to no, they're not. Uh, the sanctity of life, and uh, I, they're not. prepared to accept that. at the moment of conception wow. is human life and being. Wow. I mean, I'm, not pre- I'm not prepared to say that to wow. other wow. God-fearing, non-God-fearing people that have Holy a different crap. view. I mean, I think, well, you know what? You were you were right, Pat. Uh, there is subtle nuance there, and the subtle nuance is yeah. he actually doesn't believe what the Catholic Church is saying. Right, I mean, right, he, right. I, You could pretty much tell from that. He's saying, like, well, look, you know, sure, a lot of really smart people said other things, yeah. and they were really right, but I'm willing to accept, as a matter of faith, that uh, it's life. Right. I mean, that's really where he he's, is. He yeah, doesn't actually not. believe. He's, not, he's just pandering he's to Catholics believe. at this point. Yeah. 
he, he claims he's Catholic and, and he's speaking to Catholics and he doesn't want to lose the Catholic vote if he runs. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't believe it. I mean, not you're willing to accept as a matter of faith, but I'm not willing to fo voice that faith on. Look, I, I, we all accept as a matter of faith that murder is wrong, but I, I'm not willing to tell people who don't share that faith that, that it's wrong. I'm not going to legislate like that. That's just it, it's asinine. It's asinine and it's evil. And and if you believe it, and if you believe it is uh, a life, and then you're going to try to say that people who uh, think abortion is okay uh, have the same faith as you, or uh, that that there's their faith is equal to yours, it's not. It's not. If there if you're a Catholic and you're willing to have an abortion, your faith is not equal to somebody else's. <laughs> That's just not right, because you're willing to go ahead and take that life uh, because it's an inconvenience to you. I, I, it just, it's madness, and it's, it's time, it's long past time that we stop accepting this bull crap because it's evil, and, and, and it's been going on way too long, and it's cost us 55 million people. Yeah, but just, other than other than the fifty-five other than million people, what argument do you have here? What about choice? Yeah. You ever hear of that? I have heard of choice. Yeah. So have you, yeah, maybe, I've heard a lot about choice. So you're, what you're saying is you're mm. putting choice behind the lives of fifty-five million people. Like you're yeah. saying, you're prioritizing yeah. mm -hmm. the lives of fifty-five million people mm. over choice. Yes, I am. <laughs> Listen to this guy. I mean, this is embarrassing. <laughs> and over uh, women's reproductive rights. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, mm -hmm. that's interesting and hateful, isn't it? Uh, isn't it? I, look, I, you're I, you not know, in office. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's a good it, thing because there'd be some changes. It's just really obviously <laughs> ridiculous. It would be. What would you do on your first day in office, Pat Gray? Day you're one. Running for day one, Pat. Day one. Uh, you're Pat. running for president, of course. You are. Right. You're, you're certainly mm -hmm. currently now uh, leading the pack in the polls, mm -hmm. and you're going to be the nominee, presumptive nominee. Mm -hmm. What do you do as your first day in office? I reverse everything Barack Obama ever did. <laughs> really? Yeah. Everything. Everything. All of it. And and FDR, so I I, I start so it's going to be a Lyndon, long day. Lyndon Johnson and Lyndon Johnson, okay. mm -hmm. yeah. Woodrow so Wilson, Woodrow Wilson, okay, yes. Mm -hmm. And we go back to the founding principles. Hmm. I I mean I would do as much as I possibly could, and and uh, I you know it, but if you believe in the founding principles, you actually can't do all that with executive order. Right. It would t it would be it would be a long day. Although there's a lot. <laughs> you know, you your can first do. day in office would last. About a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly one thing, the things you can do, by the way, are reverse pre-existing executive orders. Yes, that you can you do can that. can do. Yes, you can. Um, and just, there'd be a lot of those. There's you a could lot do, to do there. You could and should. I got to say, that's more than a day. Yeah. More than a day right that's there. That's why that day yeah. one is, I, I hate that. What are you doing? I do, day too. One? I do. It's well, kind of trying to say day like, one, you're throwing a party. Day one, you're bringing in, you're bringing in some friends, you're some strippers, some drinks, mm -hmm. some strippers. You're doing a little strippers. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing some body shots on the in the in the oval. Yeah, right. That's day one. That's, That's day, one. day one. Okay. So I'm, I'm asking nicely to our right. enemies, please don't attack us on day yeah. one. I'm having day one, I'm I'm having some fun. Right. I'm just enjoying the White House. I'm bowling. Playing some basketball, setting up the rooms, setting moving up the rooms. in fully. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right. Rearranging <laughs> furniture. Well, we got to unpack the boxes. Right, there's a lot to do on day one. There really yeah. is. It's funny. It is an interesting question because what you're asking is a set, mostly a priority list. What do you? What's your first priority when you get into office? But also, it, it's also something that's asking what can you do without Congress, without you right. know. 
anybody else. Like, for example, Ted Cruz says he's going to move the embassy from uh, yeah. Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, which I know I mean, you're... Is that, that's important, but I, that's not day one. Right. Well, yeah, you're just saying... But, but the point is, like, it's something he could do without having to go through a vote. Right. Right? Yeah. He's, he's not going to get rejected by the by Congress. You can't yeah. repeal Obamacare on day one. You can try to repeal Obamacare on day one, but you can't really repeal it. Unless, of course, you start thinking like Barack Obama, and you say, you know what? We just don't think this is right, and we're not going to enforce it anymore. If states don't want to uh, put Obamacare in, then we're just not going to enforce it. Because that's what Obama do- does with DOMA. Yeah, it's and, it's uh, equally wrong, though. It is equally uh, so oh, wrong. You, you have me, to decide. I'm, and I'm and you, have to, you have to meet with lawyers, and you have to figure out all the things that are constitutional that you can actually do and accomplish on day one. Right. And is one of them defunding Planned Parenthood? Because that would be at the top of my list. Yep. I would find a way to defund Planned Parenthood immediately. Mm-hmm. I would find a way to stop federal funding of abortion immediately. And then I would work with my bully pulpit to try to overturn abortion uh, at every turn. And I would say at also retroactively name uh, Super Bowl champions for every Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles. No, that would not be my, uh, that would not be my mission. Well, you don't have my phone, no. sir. <laughs> <laughs> I will only vote for a candidate that promises that. <laughs> You're going to have a hard time finding a candidate then, you know. Um, I That's my platform. That's in my platform. What about week one? Would you do the Philadelphia Eagle thing? Yeah, I, I can take a week. I can take a week. No. Just get it done by the next yeah. Super Bowl because cause usually, like, you get it, what, January 20th? The Super Bowl is February yeah, it's 8th too, it's or 7th then. this year. You can't act then. So you got a couple weeks. I'll give you a couple weeks. Oh, by really? by make... executive order, I place the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Then do I have your vote? Uh, you know what? Wow. Yes. I'm <laughs> <Okay>. desperate. <laughs> I'm desperate. It's been a long time. If they've got a shot, I'll, I'll go for it. That would be funny to see somebody try to do that. I'm, I'm signing an executive order where, whereby the Philadelphia Eagles must be one of the two Super Bowl teams. <laughs> I will say, uh, Barack Obama's done things that are far more offensive to the Constitution oh my, than that. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Manipulating yes. the results of a sports league? Oh, are you kidding me? This guy has basically right. ignored the Constitution on every major but issue of his entire presidency. Which would people be more pissed off Definitely about? Definitely oh, the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, yes. They'd be far more pissed would, about the Eagles. march down Pennsylvania Avenue. They man. don't give a rat's ass about <laughs> all the other constitutional violations but the eagles they'd be all up in arms they'd oh. burn down the country over you that. could even go even further like if, if he were to say you know what uh if the president came in and said uh you know what and this kind of happened um uh he's but it took it a little bit further if he said you know what barry bonds uh, we know took steroids and he does not deserve that record for the most home runs i am have executive order to take away that record now that means nothing to the country nothing, nothing. Nothing. It's not. A, it, it means nothing. It, it, he hit 73 home runs. He doesn't have the record anymore. So it goes. It goes back to you know uh, Mark McGuire, who also took no, steroids. So. so we go back to uh, to Roger Maris with 61. Hey, Karen. Uh, and, and we ignore everyone who beat uh, him since. And it's like, well, uh, so. Well, it would have nothing. Like, <laughs> it would be bedlam, though. It would be it? bedlam. It would be, it would be bedlam. The, Don't mess with baseball oh records. My God. And then it would be half with people mocking records. how he was going <laughs> after this insignificant thing, like they did with President Bush when he tried to talk about steroids in baseball. Yeah. Uh, and the other half was saying it's the most the most gigantic overreach in history, uh-huh. and blah 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 they, blah. They'd be trying to impeach him, but it would not mean a thing compared <laughs> to the stuff that Barack Obama. Barack Obama has required you to purchase insurance as a requirement to be. A good a citizen. citizen in this, a good citizen in good standing in this country. Yep. Like that's yep. far more offensive. He's rewritten everybody, including the Congressional Budget Office, before he did that, said it had never been done in American history outside of selective service. 
That's it. Jeez, and they did it anyway. Crazy. No one, no one seemed to care that much outside of talk radio. Yeah. A couple, a couple yeah. you know, uh, constitutionalists. But don't, don't mess with our sports. Don't mess with their sports. Because <laughs> then that'll piss us off. Yeah. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. I feel good about the country right now. Oh, don't you? Uh, U.S. Postal Service has not earned a profit in almost a decade. That's a stunning surprise. What kind of... Wow. Can you believe it? Yes, we, we could all believe it because there's something called email and uh, FedEx and uh, UPS. And these things have kind of supplanted the U.S. Postal Service, have they not? I'm actually right. surprised the Postal Service ever <laughs> turned a profit. I know. That's actually what I'm surprised about. There. I know. They did 10 years ago? I guess so. Hmm. Uh, they lost $51.7 billion, though, in the last uh, seven years. Uh, there's no turnaround in sight. And in addition, the report finds USPS failed to make uh, legally required payments to the U.S. Treasury and will default oh, yeah. on its statutory obligations. Shocking. Wow. Been, yeah. And mean, that, that includes a retirement going. fund. I have Ooh. jokingly said that I would be uh, Postmaster General <laughs> for a number of years because that, the, the way, they, they, gig, the way they run it now, I mean, they believe uh, yeah. more money will, you know, give, we can just give us more money and we'll make money. Yeah. Just give us more money and we'll make money. Uh, no. no. That's... That's not the way it works. It's it's an it, it's a service that's almost obsolete. Well, it, it really is. I mean, when was the last time you went to the post office? Uh, you know, I occasionally yeah, go I do. There. Do, you, sure. do you? I have a post office Still? box, and yeah. I have a couple of things like that. Um, so I do occasionally go there. It's it's rare. It's usually to yeah. to, to to mail I used to go all the time I, to I, mail a big uh, like package to someone for their birthday or something like that. But a lot of that stuff now just comes for, directly from Amazon. So, I mean, you're obviously using the postal service a lot because you're getting mail or whatever. But yeah, we still get mail, still get bills, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But could a private agency do that better? Oh, for, first of all, obviously. I mean, it's obvious. Now, remember, the, the, US, the postal service is basically in the Constitution, uh, oddly. Yeah, it um, is. You know, yeah. it doesn't exactly say postal service, but, I mean, it describes what's going on here. So I think, like, unless you're going to do a constitutional amendment, I don't think it goes away. But I think what it can do is really refine what it's trying yes. to accomplish, which is, okay, the point of this was so you'd be able to have an exchange that commerce would be able to go on, that you'd be able to reach people in areas that, you know, maybe are underserved or whatever. You can make it like something like that where once a week mail gets delivered. Um, you know, once a week it goes to, um, you know, this town in the middle of nowhere that has nine people in it. Um, where maybe, you know, of course FedEx actually will go to those places, but maybe you could argue for that stuff. But it's like, in reality, all that other stuff could be done by FedEx and UPS and all these other well, organizations. Well, I mean, yes, not to but they could, they could also do yeah. some, some deals with those companies that have made deals with Amazon and Yeah, well, and, the U.S. Postal uh, Service. Oh, they, they did make yeah. a deal with Amazon. Yeah, she, U.S. Postal Service shows they up do at my Sunday house on Sunday on Amazon. all the time mm -hmm. with postal trucks, go. and they deliver for Amazon. Yeah. Um, you know, so there you I, go. I, like, I mean, the, and even that's not helping them get back into the right. black. That's amazing. Sure that's amazing. Is. It is. Um, you know, look, I, I, it, it's not something that is necessary right now. Um, but unless you're going to amend the Constitution, yeah, you know, you got to do something with it. More patents too coming up in a sec. You know, the, uh, the one thing they do talk about is Sunday delivery, yeah. getting rid of or Saturday, Saturday, but getting I, rid of Saturday delivery. I think you make an argument. Honestly, you do like only Tuesday delivery. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you know, you everything could. else comes through uh, UPS or whatever. I don't think you realize the volume of mail that comes I know. It's but huge. It would change if they didn't.
All right, Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck. Um, before we move off of this uh, post office thing, you really want an easy solution to solve the post office I do. situation. I Stop do. subsidizing the freaking mail. What do you mean? Stay. I don't understand. Uh, here's the thing. What do you mean? This I don't is crazy. I, I don't get. What's, it? what's the stamp cost these days? Uh, you know Forty-eight, forty-two, forty-seven somewhere between forty and fifty. Right. Cents. Why do so many places give you free shipping? Because it's not uh, subsidized. Free. It's subsidized and paid for by the government. The, but I don't understand you you saying stop subsidizing. So instead of I, I a letter that. costing you four, 40 cents or mm -hmm. 45 cents to send from point A to point B, what if instead it costs $5? Wait a minute. You're uh, talking about <laughs> the senders paying the price, not oh, the American people? Not the American people. Well, I, don't know, I don't even understand what you're mm, saying. It's weird, isn't what it? What do you mean? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, th I mean, you take away subsidies. Uh, well, do you think it would have to cost... Change. I mean, and it may not. It will, probably wouldn't be four dollars. No, probably not. But not well, for a letter. Well, but I mean, you, talk about it with freaking. Uh, make a stamp a dollar fifty. What does it cost you to send a UPS package uh, from point yeah, A to point it's B? Expensive. It's going to cost four or five dollars. It's uh -huh. more expensive. People still use it because it's such a. It's a superior product. Same thing with FedEx, uh, you know, and, and DHL and a lot of other uh, yeah. services. But it costs you more. I mean, and the reason it costs you more is because that's the actual cost mm -hmm. to take something from your house mm -hmm. to somebody else's house in Alaska. It costs more than 45 cents. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm sorry. That's just the reality of the situation. So we've gone to this point where mm -hmm. we've subsidized this so much that people think, and businesses do this all the time. Businesses run their business based on the idea that the American people are going to pay their shipping costs. Mm -hmm. um, look, oh, people complain because what got me on this rant in the break was Jeffy was talking about junk mail. Um, and, you know, like junk mail, he want, you know, you should be able to advertise your business. And Pat was saying, just get rid of the junk mail. <laughs> so, you're both completely right. You should be able to advertise your business. But I shouldn't be paying for the shipping mm -hmm. of your advertisements to people's houses. I shouldn't be subsidizing those costs. And if it's $4, right. that ends junk mail. And that ends junk mail because it's, it's not worth sending. It's so, it is worth sending because you can send so many freaking pieces of mail for nothing. That's why email boxes are filled all the time mm -hmm. right. with it, because that one and that one's not subsidized necessarily. It's it just comes to you because you know, obviously it doesn't cost anything to send an email. But I mean that's the that's the situation. You get rid of those subsidies. It's the same thing with every commuting trail line, mm -hmm. a train line. Right. It's the same thing with light rail. It's the same thing with so many businesses. We are so baked into our heads that it, they should be uh, covered part of the cost by the government that we're like, well, it's cheap. Of course, I can do it as much as I want. You know, it's well, it's not cheap. You're just paying for it through your taxes. Yeah, it's really infuriating. Yeah, and and really, you know, if you're talking about uh, things like your bill from the electric com uh, company or uh, a letter from your mom, uh, the stamp that goes on that envelope is, you know, what forty eight cents? Yeah, is that what it is? Forty nine cents. Let's say it's a dollar fifty. Would that pay the cost? Probably. And then it would save the post office. And then you'd have less <clears throat> crap, and people would lose. You'd have less garbage. Minds. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't. Most, it wouldn't be four dollars, but it would be a, you know, maybe a dollar, dollar fifty. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, I I can't <clears throat> remember sending a letter through UPS. Obviously, you can't do it. But I mean, like that's probably what the cost is. It I probably mean, is. It probably is about the cost. Yeah. Uh, FedEx or UPS. <clears throat> how would how much would it cost? It doesn't cost. It doesn't cost a dollar. I don't think. I think it costs more than that. Mm, oh, it costs a lot probably. more than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I feel yeah. like when I send, you send packages, it's 7 $8, so I mean, it's At probably least. less than that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will say that I don't... They provide a service, it gets it there overnight, the next, think of that. Yeah. I mean, it's insanity. 
they're getting a package from one house to another across the country <laughs> In overnight. Yeah, it's it's an amazing situation. I mean, FedEx revolutionized the world. FedEx. I'd like to see a movie sometime on FedEx because that is a uh, that's a company that revolutionized the world. There was uh, there was think of that. There was be, before what was it? 1988. When did FedEx begin? Before FedEx, there was no way that if you needed to get a package uh, from Dallas to New York by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, well, I'm sorry, you're screwed. You can't. <laughs> you can't. No, but I need to. But go ahead and send it through the post office, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> you know. And then along comes FedEx, and uh, they can get it there by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. What? I mean, that's amazing. It's an amazing... It's an amazing business, and then uh, many people copied it, and, and they all seem to thrive. Uh, everybody from uh, UPS to DHL, and I, I don't know, there's about a million of those places that some of them I've never even heard of. So it, it's, it's a pretty interesting uh, service, and it, it really changed how we think about things. Oh, my gosh, we order stuff online now, and we expect it there later in the afternoon. And I mean, you in stuff, some you cases, can you can do that. That's what I'm saying. You, Amazon Prime, you, I, can order, yeah. I can order stuff and have it at my front door this afternoon. That's amazing. <laughs> That's absolutely Damn, amazing. And when the drone thing really gets going oh my gosh. with Amazon, uh, you'll have it maybe in an hour. Yeah, uh, It's phenomenal. We can't the, have that. Uh, We've, that that whole capitalism thing has got to come down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's too good. It's too good. Thanks. By the way, the Pope is reminding us of that this week. Um, I'm looking at FedEx. Uh, this is uh, FedEx ground to send a, I put something at point, uh, a letter, point one pounds. <coughs> mm-hmm. and so I just put that in there as a package weight because he had to put that in there. One package, uh, sent end of day, so three business days, FedEx ground, 886. 886. Wow. Now, I, wow. can you cut that cost some? Maybe wow. Obviously, there's some profit built in there as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's, not, it's probably not a lot. Um, so if you were doing, you know, if you were doing more volume, you could drop that cost down probably a little. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe because if you take it rid of the post office, obviously a lot more people are going to be using FedEx. Right. But I mean, eight dollars, maybe it's five dollars, maybe it's four dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's even two dollars, but it's a hell of a lot more than forty-nine cents. <laughs> which, by the way, even when the the stamp goes from forty-seven to forty-nine cents, people complain. Oh, they've been. Remember how much they used time. to freak out when it was like twenty-four cents and it went to like thirty cents? People like lost their minds over that. Oh, I mm-hmm. think I think my aunt is still using stamps that she paid twenty-five cents for the forever stamps. The forever stamps, yeah, or so whatever the hell the price was. But I'm sure she has like eighteen thousand books of those. And the forever stamp is the ultimate uh, example of the stupidity of the post office. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> You're going to sell me something that you know the price is going up, and you're going to let people use it forever and get the same service when the thing costs two or three times as much? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. But luckily, uh, I mean, and I guess the only reason why, you know, it's not a bigger deal now when they raise the rates is because so few people actually use stamps. And the thing is, a lot of times they're included. I send my bills out on auto pay all the time for my bank. Well, it doesn't magically get there. Some of them are done digitally, but a lot of them right. aren't. They send checks out. And how do they do that? They use the postal service yep. with an extremely discounted, subsidized rate that it sends it all out there. And it's, you know, Rush Limbaugh used to make this point all the time, which was, 
you know, we in our society, for whatever reason, get all worked up over the little things and not over the big things. So someone could come in and, and come up with a new trillion-dollar program, and everyone would be like, eh, you know, look, it's, uh, it's government. It's what it does. You know, yeah, it's expensive, but whatever. But when they raise those ATM fees from $2 to 250 everybody loses right. their mind. When gas prices are 275 instead of $2, <laughs> everybody loses their mind. Those are minor mm-hmm. things in comparison to yep. what we talk about on a daily basis. But unless it hits you in that really, you know, hey, there's a big sign outside of the mm-hmm. building that says what the price is and it's higher. That's when people lose their mind. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no question. By the way, this blows me away. FedEx started in 1971. 1971. That is unreal. Of course, I think overnight delivery didn't start right away. Uh, but it looks no, like I think that was in, the in 1981, right? they introduced the overnight letter. 1981. Wow. Is that amazing? 1981. Hmm. I would have thought late 80s. Yeah. I've, uh, <clears throat> but uh, that's pretty impressive. They, they hit revenues of a billion dollars within 10 years of startup without merger or acquisition. It's an impressive company. Uh, they did okay. Um, <laughs> so good for them. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. Even after they lost people at sea, there was a documentary about a guy that worked with FedEx. With oh yeah, crashed. Yeah, right. Yeah, packages and they just left him there. They didn't, yeah. they didn't care he was gone. I was talking to a volleyball pack at the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That. I guess would that absolutely start crazy mad. They didn't care. Uh, you know what's fun to discover is that I do. Um, is I do. yeah I know you do and we're not going to talk I about do. any of that. Uh, but uh, uh, the the nursery rhymes and the fairy tales that you read to your children now as a rule have all been Disneyfied. It's not really the ones that were written or uh, uh, created necessarily. Uh, and Mental Floss has put up a list of the dark origins of classic nursery rhymes. <laughs> I had, like Baba Black Sheep. Uh, though most scholars agree that Baba Black Sheep is about the great custom, a tax on wool that was introduced in 1275. Its use of the color black and the word master led some to wonder whether there was a race, racial message at its center. Political correctness was called into question yet again in the latter part of the 20th century with some schools banning it from being repeated in classrooms and others simply switching out the, world, the uh, word black for something deemed less offensive. Wait, but that's not, that's not the dark origins. That's just us making up dark origins. Yes. Uh, right? That's, yeah, that, in this case, yes. <laughs> that's not actually what it was. They're yes. not saying it was racial. They're just saying that we just <laughs> later on assigned racism to it. Yes. <laughs> uh, how about Jack and Jill? Uh, most common theories around uh, the story's origin is that uh, Francis Louis Sixteenth, and I'm getting my Roman numerals confused, and his wife Marie Antoinette were both found guilty of treason and subsequently beheaded. Mm-hmm. The only problem with those events is they occurred 30 years after Jack and Jill was first written. The more likely possibility is that it was the account of King Charles I's attempt to reform the tax on liquid measures. By the way, seeing how many things that are important in history based around taxes, <clears> people yeah. don't like them. 
Uh, I don't yeah. know if anyone noticed that. Uh, you, you know, ask about uh, the the uh, the. Um, the, tea, the Tea Party, uh, that was obviously uh, mm-hmm. the original one, not the one that's uh, kind of currently going on, although that one has some basis in taxes. Though you wouldn't think so if with the people that are supporting Donald Trump. Because <laughs> that one, he wants to raise them. So why would you? Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't the, know. Uh, Interesting. Did we, did we doodle that one out? Uh, no. Uh, okay, good. No. Uh, three Blind Mice in 1805. Three Blind Mice, supposedly yet another ode to Bloody Mary's reign, with a trio in question believed to be a group of Protestant <clears throat> bishops, Hugh Latimer, Nicholas Radley, and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer, who unsuccessfully conspired to overthrow the Queen and were burned at the stake for their heresy. Critics suggest that the blindness in the title refers to their religious beliefs. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Hmm. I know, so there's really the first one with a dark origin, right? Kind of. Kind of. This yeah. one gets really dark, though. We're about to get really dark. Okay. You ready for darkness? Yes. Uh, unlike Baba Black Sheep, where we kind of assigned racism later on, mm-hmm. eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Uh, the word tiger, which is how I've always heard it my entire life, mm-hmm. uh, relatively new development, apparently. No, that's, uh, that's not how I heard it in it's the beginning. It, apparently, the N-word. Was yeah, it, uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, holy that's crap. That's how I heard yeah. it when I was a kid. Wow. Yeah, eeny, meeny, yeah. miny, moe, ketcha. Not tiger. Wow. Yeah, that's, that was, yes, I'm going to go that? with uh, mental floss. Yes, that dark was, origin. That, that was a dark origin. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, in 2004, two passengers sued Southwest Airlines for intentional infliction of emotional distress and negligent infliction of emotional distress following an incident where a flight attendant used the rhyme in a humorous fashion during takeoff when she told passengers, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, Please sit ta- down. It's time to go. Oh, come on. That's so stupid. Though. That's ridiculous. On, and that's the court stupid. actually got that one right-sided with the airline. That's good. Now, I thought we were going to hear about Ring Around the Rosie. And, and there's the photo of it, right? Isn't oh, yeah. that a Ring Around the Rosie thing? And, Pocket full uh, of ashes, ashes, we yeah, all fall that, down. That supposedly has some dark origins right. with the plague. The plague. And then I don't, I don't think that's actually true. That's, that's what I've heard, those, too. Yeah, yeah, now, it's not actually true. Because the speculation was ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies. They had posies because they used them at the funeral of people. Ashes, ashes, that was the burning of the bodies because they had, had to do the mass burnings so that the plague wouldn't spread. And they all fall down because everybody was falling down dead. Mm. Um, I mean, it makes sense, but I actually don't think It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, then, and then I've heard that that's not necessarily true. <clears throat> Jeffy, um, you know a lot about diseases. What do you think? <laughs> I do. I mean, I just just because you have them doesn't mean you know a lot about them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. I guess point. that's probably true. I guess that's probably true. Um, let's see. I have the uh, little story here about Ring Around the Rosie. All right, Ring Around the Rosie. Uh, is it having to do with the Black Plague? Snopes says false. Mm. Um, what do they know? They're usually pretty good on this stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, folk, folklorists have been collecting and setting down uh, in print bits of oral tradition, such as nursery rhymes, for hundreds of years. Earliest print appearance of Ring Around the Rosie did not occur until the publication of Mother Goose and Nursery Rhymes in 1881. For the plague explanation uh, of Ring Around the Rosie to be true, we have to believe the children were reciting this nursery rhyme continuously for over five centuries. Mm-hmm. Yet not one person in that 500-year span found it popular enough to merit writing it down. Kind of interesting. Um, and there's many variant forms uh, that omit some of the plague references. Mm-hmm. Clearly have nothing to do with death or disease. Uh, and they go through a bunch of them. So they're saying no. I don't know if there's, it's worth reading the entire article about Ring Around the Rosie. <laughs> but uh, I would say no. 
I wouldn't say no. Uh, but we would like to show you some uh, pieces of uh, Ted Cruz's uh, appearance on Stephen Colbert the other night because I thought he handled himself pretty well. Yeah, we don't have the Trump stuff, do we, from last night by any chance? Because Trump was on it as well. I'd like to see the again. Yeah. I like the side by sides like of Cruz with Trump. Yeah, uh, because uh, I think one's it helps presidential. Make their minds off. Yeah. One not so much. Yeah. Well, you have <laughs> the Cruz stuff for now. Yeah. Um, here he is uh, talking about uh, Ronald Reagan uh, on uh, Stephen Colbert's show. Democrats, uh, you know, and Republicans have had reasons why they like Ronald Reagan. Um, but would, does today's modern Republican Party reflect some of the things that Reagan did? Reagan raised taxes, okay? Reagan no, actually um, what? had a Wait, amnesty what? program for illegal yes, immigrants. Neither that, of those things true. would allow Reagan to be nominated today. So, to what level can you truly emulate Ronald Reagan? Isn't that from a period of time when he was willing to work with Tip O'Neill across the aisle to get oh stuff God, done? Isn't that what people want Tip more O'Neill than anything stories. else? It's not just principles, but action. Perception, is that you? Ted's going to handle this one. Well, I'll tell you, number one, as I travel the country, mm. I haven't seen anyone saying the thing we want of Republicans is to give in more to Barack Obama in the direction we're going. I don't hear that across the country. But are, there, are those aspects of Reagan something you could agree with? No. Raising Ronald, taxes and amnesty for illegal immigrants. Could you Ronald agree Reagan, with Reagan? No. Could you agree with Reagan on those two things? No. no of course not. Thank you. Of course not. Although he, thank you. Uh, you know, thank you. What they're talking about is essentially bringing in more revenue. This is why I love this guy. Uh, I, although I wish you kind of would have said he, he didn't raise taxes. He, t- he brought he the simplified rate. The he, tax went, rate. he brought the rate to a twenty-eight percent flat tax. That's not raising uh, it on the wealthiest. It was seventy-eight or something. Yeah. He lowered yeah. it twice. Now yeah. because you got more revenue, people count that as a tax increase. It's not a tax increase when you lower the rate by half. Right. It, it, I, and I don't know why he didn't correct him on that because maybe, that was yeah, maybe he did. obvious screw-up. But, yeah, the amnesty know. thing is something that people criticize about Reagan all the time. The guy wasn't – It's not. he wasn't God. He wasn't perfect. He made I, mistakes. Right. Like, I, I believe uh, but right. we learned from that and, mistake. And look, and what happened afterwards? It got worse. It got worse. Is it solved now no. because of that amnesty? No. no. We no, learned he, from his mistakes I mean, there. An easy I think Reagan that, even was uh, had said – at one point that that was a huge mistake, looking back. Yeah, I think he um, did. I'm pretty sure. Because he, he didn't did. want to do it initially. He thought he could get it done. He, he, the two-part prong of the amnesty thing for um, Reagan, and he thought he could get it done. Again, how many times have we seen this? He worked to get with, he worked with Tip O'Neill across the aisle <laughs> Tip, to, say, O'Neil, yeah, to say, look, you know, what, he didn't want to do the amnesty thing. But he said, uh, look, we'll do the amnesty thing if we can put in these really high uh, penalties mm-hmm. on um, Which companies here, paid. but none of those, he didn't get his stuff. None of it happened. Of as is always the case. He with came across things. the aisle, though. He came across the aisle and got none of his stuff done, or at least it was never enforced the way he wanted it. Plus, it um, was always talked about that they would pay a fee, they would pay the penalty, they would do this, they didn't do they any do of that. that. None of that happened. Right. None of it happened. So, and that one is just a legitimate mistake uh, by the uh, by the um, Reagan administration. He shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that, and we learned from that mistake. Right. The other one is actually just not true. There are people who say, well, he raised tax. He raised taxes, and that's just to say, like, you know, ch- tax rates change all over the board. The main thing he did, though, was to lower the tax rate. When he came into mm-hmm. office, it was in the 70s, and it, he brought it down to a 28% flat tax. Mm-hmm. He actually instituted a flat tax. Now, he did get rid of a lot of uh, the loopholes, which people say, well, that's him raising taxes. Um, when you lower the rate to 28% of flat tax for the wealthiest Americans, 
from in the 70s, you're not you're not raising taxes. You're getting a, a, a lower rate with a more simplified tax code. That's what every Republican today is proposing. Mm-hmm. It is not a tax hike. It's a stupid way of talking about it. Uh, and, you know, it's just obviously Colbert has an agenda there to make uh, Cruz look like. I mean, they picked the two freaking things out of the entire Reagan administration that you could you can criticize from a conservative perspective. Oh, well, you know, and there's and it wasn't just two. There's more. He could have brought up other things. I mean, he uh-huh. had, I believe, an incorrect position on guns later on in life as well. But, but still, uh, he was the best of the bunch. That's why people cite Reagan. Yeah. And he, not because he was God. The reason Colbert, Col- Colbert cites Reagan is because he wants to use him against this current right. group and, of yep. Republicans, which is bullcrap. Because Colbert, you know, hates Ronald Reagan. You know Colbert is it. not a Reagan no. fan. And here he is citing Ronald Reagan to use him against uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, it's just so disingenuous. Such a, uh, a sleazy way to go. And also, this idea that Republicans won't vote for someone who has views outside of the conservative mainstream. Have you seen who the damn frontrunner is? Yeah. The guy doesn't believe anything that's conservative. Yeah. He, the guy wanted a wealth tax, and he's leading the field. It's <laughs> amazing. The guy wants every... He's a liberal in almost every respect, yeah. and he's leading the field. Republicans are obviously open mm-hmm. to taking other viewpoints. They're doing it right now. How open are Democrats to taking yeah. other viewpoints? Right. How many, uh, how many uh, uh, liberal frontrunners are asked to adopt conservative positions? Uh, last time I checked, the, that number is zero. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. Andrew, one of our producers, did you see, did he go on after that clip to, to, to pick apart those criticisms from Colbert about, he didn't, he just it's moved so on to something easy. else? It's so easy. How did, how did Cruz let that go? Uh, I just want to let you know, Reagan yeah. wouldn't even be able mm-hmm. to be elected in your party because right. he wanted amnesty and he mm-hmm. hired taxes. What do you say about that? Well, here's what I say, Stephen. Uh, first of all, Ronald Reagan did not raise taxes. He lowered taxes from in the 70s to 28%. Okay, and yeah, he but- simplified the tax code. The other thing is uh, amnesty. Mm-hmm. How'd that yeah, work out? Yeah, you would, you don't support it. And no, you, I do not support Reagan it. Reagan couldn't be elected because of the amnesty. How'd that work thing? out for Reagan? How'd that work what? out for the country? What? Is is the illegal immigration situation better? No. Uh, is it solved? Uh, how about you, crowd that applauded when he said amnesty? That uh, work out really well? No. No, it did not. They, they're not applauding now. Uh, no. No, they're not. It, uh, it did not work out. Right. I mean, uh, the, the problem got about five to ten times worse. You want amnesty, which was a, a Reagan policy that was unsuccessful. Yeah. And you want him to uh, raise taxes when... Which it, Reagan not did Reagan not do. do. I mean, the, that's the, easy. It's just what easy every Republican across the board 
largely is proposing is a simplification and lowering of rates. So you simplify all, you get rid of a lot of the, of the loopholes, which would bring in revenue from those loopholes, but you're lowering the rates enough to mm -hmm. get the energy, uh, the, uh, the engine of the economy moving. And that's what happened with Reagan. They brought in more money into the government. That's not a tax hike. You're yeah. lowering the rates. You're letting people choose what they want to do with their money. You're, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's a ridiculous. You know what I would love to see is when Hillary's on Stephen Colbert, Hillary, you know, um, JFK, pretty popular president. Wouldn't you agree? <clears throat> yes. He couldn't, uh, probably couldn't be elected to the Democrat Party. Now. He lowered tax. Do you know he lowered taxes? Are you willing to lower taxes the way JFK did? Why, why don't you pose that question to mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton or it to never a Joe Biden? Never. Never. Um, it's only the conservatives. Yeah, go back and find crap. Prom there's tons of prominent Democrats who <clears throat> have been uh, proponents of uh, of pro life policies over the years. Yeah, they don't exist anymore. But at yeah. one point they did. There's a couple of them that we highlighted earlier that do. Jeez, there's no place exist. for that in the Democrat Party anymore. No, no there's no there's no place for moderates they, at guys, all. And they never get asked these questions. Uh, should we do one more cruise yeah, clip before it. we go? Uh, mm -hmm. Let's do the gay marriage one. one. This is this one was kind of the publicized one because Colbert actually kind of stood up for Cruz and like yeah. chastised the uh, audience a little bit. Let's watch. Follow the Constitution. And no gay marriage. And no gay marriage. Well, no, actually, let's be precise. You, Under the Constitution, yes. marriage is a question for the states. If you want to change doesn't the marriage mention, laws... It doesn't mention marriage in the Constitution. Uh, we have had a country for over 200 years. Yeah. And they share that marriage is not in the Constitution. Right, so and what may be right. When when right something isn't mention mentioned here, it's handled by the states. That is exactly in the Constitution. Which he explains here. For the states, because the Tenth yeah. Amendment says, yes. if it doesn't you, mention Ted. it... Mm -hmm. It's a question for the states. That's in the Bill of Rights. Everything that is not mentioned right. is left to the states. So if you want to change the no, marriage no laws... No clapping there? I'm, I'm asking what you I, want. I believe in democracy. I believe in democracy, and I don't think mm. we should no, 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 trust... No, 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 guys, guys, however you feel, he's my guest, so please don't boo him. I don't think we should entrust governing our society to five unelected lawyers in Washington. Why would you possibly hand over the rights of 320 million Americans mm -hmm. to five lawyers in Washington to say, we're going to decide the rules that govern you. If you want to no win applause. an issue, no go to the there. ballot box and no win at the ballot box. That's the way the Constitution was designed. Oh, there you go. Uh, a little smattering there. I will say that was, a, that was a good answer, and I'm glad he brought up the Tenth Amendment. Yeah. But like, it, it just shows the level. We get involved in these debates all the time, Pat. We talk about this stuff all the time, and this is why I have a problem caring about anything in this arena these days because mm -hmm. it, they all applaud it. Well, it's not marriage, not mentioned, Constitution, yeah! Actually, everything <laughs> that's not mentioned is in the Tenth Amendment that goes to the states. <laughs> no applause, no reaction. He just destroyed your argument. Yeah. If you cared about the Constitution, the Constitution specifically as a way to deal with things it doesn't mention. It's the Tenth Amendment. And may I just say, I don't believe in democracy. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's a... As a nation, we don't it, we're a republic. believe I know. in democracy. Yeah. I mean, democracy... And it's interesting because the they the boo democracy here... <clears throat> but if that was a socialist, a democratic socialist talking about democracy, which right. which uh, Bernie Sanders does all the time, they would have applauded it. They boo him when he says it. Uh, it's just uh, our country's in real, real trouble. And on that happy note, we'll see you tomorrow.